0: what's your favorite scary movie be afraid be very afraid. you're gonna need a bigger boat here's johnny the power of christ compels you the power of christ compels you whatever you do don't Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spook things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone.
1: Welcome. <laughs> both guess, got our lenses.
0: Well, I was going to say, guess who's part of the lenses club? Oh,
1: are I those got real? my Yay. frames and
0: are real. Prescription glasses. Girl got stigmatism in both eyes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. And it also has blue light. So if you see the blue light reflecting on my mm. lenses, that's what yeah. this is. And then they also were like, do you want the ones that um, – uh, turn into like sunglasses or whatever, like when the sun is out or, you know, mm-hmm. the, I don't, I forgot what they were called, but I was like, no, it's okay. We'll hold on. Transitions. These, thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause these frames are already expensive. So I was like, just do the blue lights <laughs> and the prescription and we'll be okay. So we are here ready to rock and roll. And I am so excited about today's episode. Uh, as you can see, Jamie has her Christmas hat on. Brian has his Christmas sweater on. I got a Christmas sweater on. And you know what? Evil dies tonight. I mean, Christmas dies tonight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought the same thing.
0: Yes. (laughs) So funny. So funny. We are talking about the 2022, as described by Wikipedia, American Christmas action comedy film, Violent Night. It's the look on the kiddies' faces, isn't it? That's what does it for me. That look.
2: Yeah, that look. (laughs) lasts about two seconds. As soon as they're finished unwrapping, they want the next present. They want the next cool thing. That's how this world works. And kids, what kids have become, they're just like little junkies. They're little shits. They just demand. They don't believe. They just want, crave, consume. Maybe this is my last year. The last Christmas.
0: Ooh, violent night. <laughs> Gory night. Yes. Beautiful. Great. Thanks. <laughs> So this movie was directed by Tommy uh, Workola, Workola, I was going to say that I was trying to find an interview and no one says his last name. And that's really kind of <clears> annoying. <throat> so I am so sorry.
2: No, yeah, But all I, I do know, he did either of you ever see dead snow or dead snow Two? No, but I, I no. know of it. Yeah. yeah he, <laughs> he, he I think he directed those as well.
0: He did. <laughs> I looked it up cause I was like, Oh, what else has he, has he done that I've seen? Sure. It's only this one, but definitely what you brought up uh, Brian came up on the search. Uh, So this movie was also written by a Pat Casey and Josh Miller, and it stars a one David Harbour, John Leguizamo, hey, girl, hey, Alex Hassel, and a Beverly D'Angelo, just to name a few. So obviously heavy spoilers for Violent Night. And Jamie, there is a list of trigger warnings, so go forth and conquer.
1: I mean, this movie is... Uh, very clear about what to expect um, it is violent it's very violent there is mm-hmm. a lot of gore and uh, insides on the outsides outsides getting punctured smashed yes. shot pulverized uh, yeah any, any which way you can imagine it with a little bit of Christmas magic <laughs> um, it's uh, it's fucked up Um, (laughs) yes, love it. Definitely that. Um, I mean, there's also some home alone esque traps that are set up, um, which, you know, we love, uh, but, uh, again, like it's pretty, pretty gruesome with more stabbings and, uh, puncture wounds and hits to the head and face. Yeah, um, lots of really guns. The head. Shots. So many, so much head trauma in this movie. <laughs> so much. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah fire. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. And family drama. <laughs> lots of family <laughs> True. drama. Yeah. That actually Holiday may be more drama.
2: triggering for some people than the actual triggers in this movie. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I miss uh, anything?
1: No. There's some magic. If. People don't like that.
2: Magic. Also, Santa Claus may b- get ruined for you if you're a young person who believes in Santa. Or I mean this or also maybe,
0: is not for children.
2: That's also true.
0: <laughs> or were you gonna say, or maybe I mean, because like in this or maybe survive again? I yes.
1: don't
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Well, before we get into everything that is Violet Night, producer Brian, please give us some words. Some sure. wise words.
2: Absolutely. Hi everybody! You can always watch us on YouTube. Hi YouTube! Um, you can also find us on social media, things like Twitter, things like Instagram. Of course, TikTok. We're on TikTok. Um, uh, we're doing some really fun things there. We're reviewing a lot of movies that we don't do on the podcast. Uh, that's at Talk Horror Pod. That's at Talk Horror Pod. Um, and then you can also follow us on Letterboxd. All Jamie and I's links are in the description um the podcast below um but yeah uh super excited next week if you're listening now our next episode uh is our best and worst of 2023 so Mm -hmm. um we're gonna finish up our homework and make sure that we can talk uh, about that to each other but um merry christmas happy new year happy holidays we're super excited to be talking about uh violent night
0: Yes. So good. I know there's there's a couple more movies I need to catch up on before we do the end of the year. But then I was thinking, oh, gosh, I need to go back and see what even came out this year, because it all just feels like mm. a blur. Did Megan sure. come out this year or last yeah. year?
2: No, Megan was, was the first movie of the year, essentially, for us on this yeah, yeah. podcast.
0: Man. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, listen in, guys. See if your favorites uh, reach any of our lists, which I'm sure probably will. Uh, and I'm excited to hear you guys' lists as well. So, anything new that you guys have watched this week?
2: Sure. <laughs> so, actually, we did watch a lot, and we'll get to that. But Jamie and I went to New Hope, Pennsylvania. Ooh, uh, yes. And we we stayed in the oldest standing building in uh, New Hope, Pennsylvania. It was an Airbnb uh, that is definitely haunted. Um we did not have any haunted experiences. I want to be very clear about that. Thank God. But yeah. like that place that place like that place looks haunted. We were staying in like a museum basically, right?
0: Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah.
0: It was How long did it y'all was stay pretty there? wild.
1: Just like a st- long weekend, like Friday okay. through Sunday. Which I feel like is enough time to experience some haunts.
0: Right, a little did you feel uncomfortable at all, like knowing the history of the place and all that, or was it just like there was good just night, a lot I'm of good.
1: creaking, a lot of creaking. Okay. I mean the floors were like, I don't know, hundred hundred hundreds of years old, but like yes. it's just everything you could hear. Although, Brian, didn't you say that the attic door opened on its own one morning?
2: Yeah. So Mm-mm. I was walking around <laughs> uh and one morning the attic door opened on its own. So um, it was, like, latched up, and I was walking. Mm-hmm. It was just open in the morning. The latch was not strong. <coughs> so, like, okay. it could have just slipped or whatever it is. But, like, in a horror, I was very proud of myself. In a horror <laughs> movie, someone would be like, I'm going to go check it out. I fucking closed that door and moved on.
0: I know. That's <coughs> right.
2: <laughs> I was really proud of myself.
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: I guess there was also a basement that we didn't check out or a cellar or whatever Mm-mm. it is. We just stayed on the, oh. the two floors that were... For, for living and sleeping and dining. Oh, my
0: um, gosh. What is the so, history of the – like? What, who was haunting this place? Um,
2: uh, I don't know if people know specifically. I didn't do a ton of the research because I didn't want to, like, okay. psych myself out, obviously. <laughs> but um, – there. <laughs> oh yeah, gosh. it was owned by two well, – some guy built it, and then his daughter married this other guy, and Van Sant, and then it was named the Van Sant House for them. Um, so – it has some interesting history for sure, um, uh, but uh, I, I I didn't really do any of the specifics on like what sightings were there and stuff like that, which may have been a mistake if we were murdered, but um, it was <laughs> not because we were here. Um, you survived it. We did, we but there were some cool. We did survive, but then we uh, in town. There's a place called the Creeper Gallery. The Creeper Gallery is that what was was Yeah. Getting?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it was cool. It was a very. That
1: was- that was wild. Mm. It was wild. It was a it was a store that has like like mostly like antique stuff, but like more, you know, creepy antiques, a lot of creepy dolls, um mm-hmm. a big like Edgar Allan Poe collection, weird masks, um okay. just like weird items, skulls and and horns and all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> but then then there's a back room, and it's called the Red Room. And I didn't see it, the, the name of it, or the sign until after I already walked in and was like, uh-oh. Oh, um, no. This was a room filled with haunted items. Yeah. Haunted items behind glass. This tiny room with like <sighs> – and not, not only was it like haunted items, but like each item had like a paper that said – you know, what it was about, like who the item belonged to from when to when, when did somebody die, how active the items were, whether or not it was some kind of like malicious activity. Like if it was like bad haunted versus just regular old like attachments and, and things like that. Um, they even had a Ouija board that was signed by the Warrens, but when Brian asked the um, the owner, like if it was actually signed, she said she was still waiting on the verification documentation. But like you can mm. see, there was like I guess there's a New Jersey paranormal group that has come and like verified some of the the haunted items and things like that. For sure. But for the sure. thing that really blew my mind after that was I was I was looking it up on social media, and and they sell these items like any any person can buy not only the items in the front part of the store,
0: but anyone can just buy the haunted items. Hard stop. Absolutely not. Why would you and want that in your house? On Facebook so we, Live. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God.
2: Yeah. So Nikisha, <laughs> we bought you a haunted doll and it's being and it's, shipped
1: to you right now. it's coming to your
0: house. <clears throat> the way that would be in an incinerator <laughs> the next day. Oh man. I hate Dolls. With a passion, and that would be—that's so creepy that you can just go and buy these haunted things. And it's so funny that you brought—well, not funny—it's—it's it's cool that you brought up Ed and Lorraine because that's literally all that I kept thinking about—is their museum of yeah. like, you know, stuff. And then yeah. here it is in this in this place. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. so creepy. It was—it
1: was truly wild. There was like, there was a sign. Uh, inside with like a book and was like, oh, let us know if you have any like weird experiences after coming into the room. And so then I walked out and then it was like, this is the red room. Enter at your own risk. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> 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 I made a mistake. You um, didn't read the fine print, Jay. I didn't <laughs> read. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely one of the wildest things I've ever scene that's but we didn't
2: touch anything
0: no oh my god no (laughs)
2: except for our feet on the floor and the doorknob to get in and out we didn't touch anything
0: absolutely not you don't need those things latching on to you
2: no Mm, it had a really really it had a you could feel the it had like a really interesting energy in there and i I wouldn't say it was like dark i wouldn't say it was like it was just like something different if that makes sense
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh that's so creepy and where was this at again what city
2: this is in New Hope, Hope Pennsylvania new on Bridge Street. It's awesome. Okay. Totally mm-hmm. worth across,
0: it. Across the river from
1: Lambertsville, yes. okay. which is also a cutesy little town in New Jersey.
0: Oh, nice. I have to go visit. Mm-hmm. Now, aside from the red room, did you buy anything from this shop? Or you're like, we're just going to peruse? Like, no skulls you brought back home?
1: No, no skulls. Um, <laughs> no we're good horns. On skulls. No horns. Um, no, I think I'm good for now. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, we, but we thank you. <laughs> I did, uh, you'll see on TikTok, uh, I did do a video of being in there. So you can see. Oh, all fantastic. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also yes. on their
1: social media there's a picture of Ariana Grande in there.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, because the um uh Bucks
1: County Playhouse is there in New Hope.
2: Yes. Okay. So, she was there to support her brother at one point and went into the store and there's a picture of Ariana Grande on the wall.
0: Well, you know Ariana Grande is also a cancer, so maybe she was just drawn drawn to it. Interesting drawn
1: indeed. To yes.
0: Whatever <laughs> was happening. Ooh. Oh, they have, like,
1: real bones in there, which I was like, mm, I always bones, feel weird bones, when dem places carry bones. Them bones, them bones, them bones, bones.
0: It's just, like, who needs it? Why, why do you Why do you need a bone? Do you know? Yeah. Well, just, you like, gotta, who, yeah, you who did that
1: belong to? Like, is someone now, like, displaced because of that? It just brings up a whole – I have a lot of
0: questions about
1: that.
2: Sure.
0: So many questions. Because, mm-hmm. like, where did you, you get a, it from? Yeah. You got
2: a bone to pick.
0: Oh, and did they pick them up from a grave? Are they grave robbers? What's happening? Like, how I do you know. get bones? Right, exactly. Are people donating their bones <laughs> to this place?
2: Okay. Like, here's Dem a severed
0: limb. Ugh, that is that is insane. A bone. Well, aside from that, have you guys watched any uh, other stuff? I have not. I still need to catch up on some things.
2: Oh sure, we did watch. It's a wonderful knife.
0: Oh yeah, how was that?
2: Um, it was pretty good. It was okay. okay. It was fine. Um, yeah, it's it's like less than an hour and a half. I think it's like it goes right through it. It's oh. just a wonderful life, but like with a slasher a twist to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's wait, what was that, Jimmy? E- e- oh, that was, that was me slashing. Lying. I
1: was just
2: slashing. <laughs> toot toot, slash slash. <laughs> All uh, of oh yeah, train. the old Motown hit. Toot toot, slash slash. <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I uh yeah, it was fine, honestly. Okay. I, I don't think that I don't think there were moments of real fun in it. Uh Justin Long is very good in it per usual. But hmm. at the end of the day, I just don't think it let it breathe enough for the emotional impact at the end of it. Um and okay. so I think it was balanced a little bit uneven. Uh, In general, but it was fine. We didn't really, it was only like an hour and, you know, 25 minutes or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. So just an Um, an easy watch. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I also watched There's Something in the Barn, which was fucking nuts. Um, What? So this, it's about this family who inherits a house in Norway and they decide to move there uh, this American family uh, and kind of like start over in some ways there. Uh, Nothing nefarious about it they just were like trying something new and uh, there's something in the barn all right. Uh, and it just gets crazier and nuttier and crazier Um, it's fine, it's a fine movie but I had a really fun time watching it
0: Okay, what is it on?
2: Uh, You have to rent it
0: Okay that's wild, and, oh, well, well.
2: <laughs> and then I watched A Creature Was Stirring. Oh, okay. Uh, th- that It's a very high concept movie about a woman who is taking care of her daughter with a mysterious illness uh, mm-hmm. during a snowstorm. And then two intruders enter the house. Um, and it's kind of like a creature feature. Um, it, it's... It's interesting to start and then it gets really bogged down in the dialogue and it's super slow and then I hated the ending.
0: Oh, no. Okay. The
2: ending undercut everything completely, in my opinion. So I would yeah. not suggest that. But I would suggest There's Something in the Barn, and It's a Wonderful Knife is a, is a fun time. But of those three, my favorite was There's Something... Of those three <clears throat> holiday-oriented um, yes. uh, horror movies, There's Something in the Barn was by far my favorite. Followed by It's a Wonderful Knife, followed by A Creature Was Stirring.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, you are in the festive spirits with these Christmas horror movies. That's fantastic. Uh, Yeah. Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's a Wonderful Knife. Like, Here's the thing. It's a Wonderful Knife was fine, but it got me into the spirit. So I was like, oh, I'll watch another one. And that one was fun. And I was like, you know what? I'll watch another one. And that one was not. Yeah. Um, Gotcha. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Yeah, man, that ending really hit me in the wrong
0: place. Um, okay. Um, well, noted but, to not watch uh, no. that one. We also the watched Holidays. The Holiday. Oh, classic. Yes. I
1: never saw it before. You know, I haven't either. Did you like it? It was fun. <laughs> it was like wild in parts. Okay. Because it was and what, I cried several
0: in, times. <laughs> is it 90s? 2006.
2: Or early 2000s. Early oh, 2000s.
0: Geez. Okay. Because it, uh, it felt like there was some article about it being a little dated. I mean, which it still could be in 2006, but did it feel okay? Wait,
1: well, what?
0: I said, did it, like, like it wasn't dated, like, the the commentary of the couples or anything, like... Because sometimes when people watch, like, 90s stuff now, it's like, oh, no, this w- wouldn't fly, like, in 2023 or, you know, I whatever. I think it was, like, fairly
1: contemporary. Well... I don't know. There were there were hits and misses. Okay.
2: More hits than misses. I would say tech <laughs> I would say the technology was the the, the hardest thing like cuz that's very like of that time.
0: Mm, but yeah.
2: um I don't know. Everyone seems genuine and are going through similar emotional things that like we all still go through. I don't
0: know. Okay. Cool. Fantastic. Well, should we get into Violent Night?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so we need a plot summary from a one producer, Brian. What's the plot?
1: (laughs) Producer Brian, are you ready to have two minutes on the clock for you to describe this movie before the timer goes off?
2: No, I'm never ready. (laughs) I'm really going to try this time. I'm really going to try this
0: time. It's going to be great. We believe in you. (laughs) Christmas magic.
1: I believe in your Christmas magic. Yes. Okay. Ready, set, go.
2: So Santa Claus is real, and he's a drunk. And he, on Christmas uh, Eve, is going around dropping off presents. And he ends up at the home of this very rich family, as the rich family is basically being taken hostage for $3 million that they keep in their basement. Um, that it's mixed in with like how the government and stuff like that, but they kept it. So they're just like a, a bad group of people. However, the oldest son and his separated wife are at the party with their young daughter who still believes in Santa Claus. Um so uh, these people uh, basically come in and uh, uh, take them hostage. Um, but Santa Claus is there and Santa Claus as makes his way through the house, essentially, and starts taking out all these villains one by one. Uh, we learn that in a past life, he was basically like a Viking fighter who did some terrible things, um, but he ends up con connecting with the young daughter via a walkie-talkie and she kind of allows him to believe in the magic of christmas again um and uh and through all of these trials and tribulations uh we find out uh that the money what was not in the house the oldest son actually stole the money because he wants to get back together with his wife um and so he figured he could steal the money and run away and just be like happy family again so <laughs> Long story short, um, they all end up in uh, you know uh, trying fighting over the money, uh, and then Santa Claus kills the John Leguizamo character who is the leader of all of the bad guys, and then but Santa Claus dies. Um, and then, basically, Santa Claus comes back to life because all of them now still believe in Santa Claus. Um, and the husband and the wife get back together again. The kid believes in Christmas, and uh, it's a it's a Christmas miracle. Santa flies away.
0: Yeah! That's the
2: Christmas miracle. That's the Christmas miracle. And that's the plot.
0: <laughs> That
2: was Um, fantastic. Wow. (laughs) You did it. Wow. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow.
0: Take a second, producer Brian. Take it all in. I
2: feel like I got everything, too, more or less. Yeah.
0: I don't really think you missed anything.
2: Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about all the kills, we'll talk about all the themes and stuff like that. But, uh, Huzzah for all of us that you didn't have to be put through, mostly for you, you didn't have to be put through some (laughs) garbage plot uh, summary that I came up with, Um, but I I was pretty, I was, you know, I I put my, I put my plot pants on.
0: We love that. The The good old plot plot pants. pants.
2: The good old plot pants. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to you got a narrative up and pull on your plot pants.
0: We like it. We Mm. like it a lot. Mm. It's sticking around. All right, well, let's get into it with our first segment of Likes and Gripes. And now our Likes and Gripes. Now, this is my first time seeing Violent Night, but you guys have, I know Brian has seen this before, but Jamie has not. This was my
1: first time.
0: Would you like to go, Jamie, then? Sure. Sure.
1: Um, this was my first time watching it. Brian watched it without me last year when it came out. Because I, to be honest, kind of wrote it off and didn't think that it would be very good. So I was like, yeah, you can watch it without me. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a great time. I think yeah. part, like, my expectations at first, this mm-hmm. is post-watching Krampus. I was like, I hope it's not like Krampus. Because for those that listened, I was not particularly fond of Krampus. And this is... Movie delivered. Everything that I complained about with Krampus, this movie delivered. This movie is gory yeah. and wild, and it's exactly what I wanted Krampus to be. So I was like very satisfied. Um yeah. what's his face? David Harbour is really, really excellent in this yes. movie. He's like, he's all in. Um and is is like charming and funny and just like can take hits. Like, a lot of hits. My um, God, yeah. Yeah, just, like, getting pummeled in, like, a variety Mm -hmm. of ways. Mm -hmm. And then the kills that he comes up with are super creative. Um, The relationship that he's, like, building with the little girl is so cute. Gertrude or Trudy. um, Mm Yeah. Little Gertrude, Gertrude Jr. Um, But, like, there's something about – her being so charming that like invigorates him again and it's just like very adorable. Um and then that is like cut with like, you know, stabbings and, and slicings and I mean cut, you know, <laughs> pun. Um, but yes. This, yeah, I was I was engaged throughout the entire thing um to see like what was gonna happen. There was a moment where I was surprised at like how much time was left. Because mm. there's, like, the twist of once they get to the vault and then the money's all gone, it's mm. like, oh, the movie's, like, still going. But I don't really think that it slowed down. I just was surprised that sure. this movie was, like, as long as it was. It just kind of, like, continued. But, like, it 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 didn't really, like, lose the thread. It just was like, oh, we're kind of taking a different route and, like, seeing where we go with this. Um, but I, yeah. I also... I really liked that the third act introduces the Home Alone traps. I thought that (laughs) was really funny. Um, I really because I liked that they were that they it was like a throwaway in the beginning of like oh Trudy watched Home Alone for the first time and then and then she like makes the comment of like oh I'll set up the traps and then. And then all of a yeah. sudden, like the traps are just there. And so, like, we don't, it's funny because you don't get like the buildup <laughs> like you do in Home Alone of like watching him put everything together. Mm-hmm. Right. They just like exist and they're like wildly successful. My God. So, yeah. I, I feel like it, they're like, we didn't need to see her like set it all up. We know at this point, like, you know what Home Alone is. So, I kind of feel like they went right to the point. It was, it was some really great traps. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah, I really liked that. Um, yeah, and
2: on the on the Home Alone aspect of things, mm-hmm. um, I think it does two things really well. One, I always think that when a movie uses another movie and like kind of like jumps into your imagination in that way, like if I was in this situation, like yeah, I might think of Home Alone too like, as well, or Home yes. Alone too, um, <laughs> like and and like. And like set up traps like Kevin would. So that kind of grounded it for me. Like, yeah, that's exactly what this girl would do. And two, it's kind of like home alone fan fiction, where it's like mm. w- what you want in mm. a gory home alone to be. Like yes. when he's when his chin falls on that nail. Ooh, you know, like ooh, all uh, of that mm, stuff. Mm, mm,
0: mm, Fantastic. Mm, 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 mm.
2: So good. Yeah.
1: That yeah. was that was a lot. Um, but uh yeah, I would say like for the most part, I really enjoyed the action, the violence, um, Trudy, mm-hmm. Santa just like being genuinely Santa. The like mm-hmm. funky Santa backstory too was really interesting. It's like mm-hmm. – I kind of like that <clears throat> because he's this like drunk – just the guy who's like over it. Like he's so – discouraged by just the reality of like the world that we live in like today. And he's just like so over everybody. I like that. It's not this like super jolly guy that like was always like started jolly and then kind of like transitioned. It was like, no, there's like something deeper and like, yeah, like scarier and darker. She's this person. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they don't need, like, I don't really care that they don't explain how he becomes Santa. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Because Mm -hmm. it also then feeds into like the beauty of Christmas magic is that you just believe. And that's like consistent across like all Christmassy things. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to know, we don't need to understand. Like, I know that we're like very pro rules, but I feel like in this case, because Christmas, Christmas magic is, like, a theme of Christmas. We yes. don't need them to ruin the magic by explaining how all of this stuff works. It just is. And, like, I, will I really say, liked that.
0: Yes. And to, just to add to yeah. that, though, how amazing of a movie could it be, though, if there was, like, a separate, like, prequel to this, of like how he became Santa, like I would watch that movie just because I'm invested in him as a character. Yeah, uh, yeah. just to know his journey. I, but I agree, Jamie. I didn't need it in this movie, but it'd be mm-hmm. very cool if there was a separate movie that, like you know, did a little bit of the explaining part of it. Yeah, That'd Gory yeah. Night, the, sequ- the the prequel.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> the,
2: this the concept of Santa seen a lot of shit. Just really works very well in general, yeah. and I'm glad this movie played on it
1: for mm-hmm. sure. And because like part of the belief is not only for Trudy and her family, but it's for him to like believe in himself mm-hmm. and like <clears throat> like that. There's more. Th- there was just like a lot of that that I I thought was an interesting way to kind of expand on just like we just got to believe in Santa and then he can do anything. It's like, mm-hmm. this guy needs to believe that he can like destroy this whole like SWAT team that's coming in to, to get him when he's at a disadvantage. And like, and then Truthy is the one that's supporting him in this moment to like yeah. help him connect with that. Like the things that are inside of him, um, to be able to be successful. So it was, it, that was like a funny twist. And, um, yeah, this movie's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's like particularly scary, but definitely the the kills are like very brutal and shocking, I would say, and I think that like you know really has a lot going for it. Yeah. It almost feels like maybe like the needle pointed in a slightly more action uh side of things than than maybe horror um mm-hmm. but i I mean I think like the brutality is horrifying, so like you know that it still works in that way, sure. yeah. Um <clears throat> some things that I wasn't crazy about. So I have an issue. I can't remember her name now. I have an issue with a casting thing because I couldn't not think about something else the entire time. Um oh, Eddie, it was the sister. Yeah, um, Eddie
0: Patterson or Pat. Yeah. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh She is also in this HBO series called The Righteous Gemstones, which I watched the first season of. And she basically plays the same exact character. And for some reason I just found that very distracting. Mm. Because all then Mm. I could think about was like, if that family was going through this situation – and, like, it, it just kind of kept pulling me away from, like, focusing on on our protagonists here mm. in, in this movie. Sure. I just – I thought it was weird that they would choose it, – it just felt like they pulled a person from a, a different world and just, like, plopped her in here and was like, yep, this, like, that's – this is exactly who you need to be. It was, like, the same exact character. I just mm. thought that was a weird choice. Um, and I get that, like, the mom Gertrude was, like, also, like – you know, not the best person and definitely a piece of shit. But like, it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's like the trope that I'm tired of, but I feel like it was more annoying because of that other character that was just playing another character from something Mm -hmm. else that already exists. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't really crazy about them as characters. I thought that the boyfriend actor was funny and like the, um, Bertrude I thought was funny. (laughs) Um, more than, more than the mom and the sister, um, just as like characters. Mm Uh, and then it was like funny when like the, the boyfriend like gets killed, you know, by accident doesn't realize that, but like, yeah, I thought they were better characters than the mom and sister. Um, There was something else I was going to say that I wasn't very keen on. Oh, this is also, this is just like, I don't know really what to say about this. Um, I, this is a comment that I made to Brian before the like twist about the money being gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Brian didn't spoil anything. But when the, um, the actor who played Jason, there was just something about this face where I was like, Looking at this guy's face, I feel like he's a bad guy. Like there's something about mm. him that like I feel like he's just looking a little bit I don't know, like there's something under the surface. <laughs> it was just based on his face. So I don't know if like there were maybe non-verbal cues about like how he was playing that role that like clued me into like there's there's something else going on here. But yeah. literally I just said it about <laughs> his face.
0: <laughs> um I'm dead. <laughs> and but this so is then, the when they reveal the son, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then, yeah. when mm-hmm. they reveal
1: that he, in fact, stole the money. Oh, by the way, Brian, you said three million dollars. It's three hundred million dollars. Oh, is that mm. what it was? Yeah. Um. But yeah. So when it's revealed that like the son is the one that stole the three hundred million dollars, I was like, how? Like, what? there's no way that I knew that that was happening. But it's just his face. He just had like a villainous well face. Jamie, do you watch
0: <laughs> The Boys? Yes. He plays Translucent, who is a bad guy. Uh, oh. Wait. So oh. I had the Trans- same feeling. And Translucent is only in season one, and he's the oh. one that was kidnapped. They capture, and then, yeah. Spoiler alert, mm-hmm. and then blow him up, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he's like a creeper in that. So does I was he, like, like, I'm, wow, I'm curious. Am I like, twice? does he
1: play other villains in other things? And yeah. so it's like, in my head, I'm like primed to see like certain faces and and think like, oh, this must be a villain. Which like yeah. I definitely think sometimes happen. I mean, like that's like the I would say the the Skarsgard effect, if you will. For sure. Oh, um, for sure. For so sure. Jamie,
2: he played vicious in the live action cowboy Bebop.
1: Oh, I mean we didn't even get that far. But like I yes know. again, another villain. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, he was Yeah, in- that's funny.
2: He was also um, on *His Dark Materials*, the TV show.
1: Oh, I wonder what he was in that. He and played I
2: Metatron, fun. the Authority's Regent in season three.
1: Oh, I don't know if I did season three. Yeah,
2: I, I watched don't know the first that. two.
1: That was like a pretty good show. But,
2: but Authority's Regent sounds bad. <laughs>
1: just, <laughs> just, just based on name, <laughs> name alone. Doesn't sound His great. Shot. Yeah. It's a bad guy. Yes. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think that there are some people who like chronically play villains, so you mm-hmm. see them and things, and you're just like, oh, that's gonna be a bad guy. Um for sure. But yeah, he just like he's got a he's got a real a real villainous look to him. I'm so sorry. Alex Hassel, you're a good <laughs> actor, but like you've he's got great. that face, yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, so on
2: that, <laughs> on that note, I do like that it this could have very spoiler alerts for your next, but this could have been a very your next situation where mm-hmm. like mm. he was actually behind it all to get the money. Yeah. That's yes. like but,
1: part that I have that thought like very briefly of like, did someone because uh Scrooge John Leguizamo just kept saying like I know I know I know all of this stuff it's like who's feeding him information yeah. and it turns out to be the head of this like SWAT team people but like he he obviously has some inside source so like mm-hmm. that's not a wrong assumption to jump totally. to that it's right. a family member <laughs> But um, I do
2: like that it was serendipitous. That like it, mm-hmm. it he did the thing, he stole the money, but he it just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time with everything else. I kind of like yeah. that than being predictable and that he was the mole, if you will. Sure. For
0: sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Agreed. The the one thing I'll say is like, I don't think it made sense for him to steal the money as a like to get out of to get out from under his mom's thumb because like uh, part of what came between him and his wife was the money and like just his involvement with, you know, working his parent, his mom's business and like whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like at her mercy in order to like continue to have access to funds. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, there was... It just felt like such an extreme thing. Also, Mm -hmm. I guess the reasoning of like in an attempt to win his family back, I found it less compelling that like his wife would be like, oh, great, let's end up back together. I would be like, I seriously, seriously question your judgment if you think that stealing $300 million is like going to bring us back together. And then it works. So I'm I'm just like annoyed because like that doesn't seem like normal – human behavior if it's also the thing that like led to their separation in the first place it just sure. feels like that would be the wedge that drives them even further apart and and like be incredibly problematic for their relationship moving forward
0: yeah i mean and that makes sense but she and she does make a point to say the the wife that it was a dumb idea for yeah. him to to steal the money so i think that brings it back into but perspective then of make up like, right Which we'll talk about in in brains, but but (laughs) what I want to talk about because it's like a life or death situation that heightens everything to where Mm -hmm. maybe it was in that moment that they were like, well, you know what? We made it alive. So Mm. we're going to be together as opposed to, you know, like, we'll just let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Obsessed. (laughs) Do you have any more likes
1: and gripes, Jamie? No, I think that is all from
0: me. Okay. Um, I'll piggyback off because you said a lot of the things that um, I already said. And this is also my first time watching this movie. Uh, and if you haven't noticed already, spoiler alert, I loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, I had the best time watching it. The opening sequence with him at the bar and then throwing up on the bartender uh, as he's coming off of the roof with the reindeer. Fantastic. I didn't watch many trailers for this so I didn't know that he was actually playing a quote unquote real Santa. Mm. And so mm. that was a really nice surprise cuz I just thought oh, that cool. he was like a, a mall Santa if you will. But he's playing like the Santa. So that was a that was a fun surprise and got me even more engaged uh from the beginning. Uh to your point about the sister from Righteous Gemstone, I saw her and I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm glad that she's in this. That's cool, too. I didn't have a problem with the character that she played, mm-hmm. but I agree that it is the exact same character as Righteous Gemstones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see John Leguizamo, and I was like, this cast is stacked. Like, I'm, I'm here for everything that's about mm-hmm. to happen. We'll have a conversation about this later on, but... 21 minutes into the movie, I wrote, this is an action movie, and I'm going (laughs) to plant my feet in this being an action movie to to the end of time. Uh, I love the code names, the Christmas code names for everyone. Yeah, the bad guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic, uh, especially there being a Krampus, so that was uh, really fun. I love the also reference to Die Hard on Blu ray when he finds that in yeah, his Santa uh-huh. bag. Because <laughs> mm. it's like, yes, like Christmas action movies or, you know, action movies on Christmas, whatever. Um, I have in clo- uh, quotes, Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, I think David Harper just says it. In, and I just thought it mm. was a funny thing that he says, like mm. in the midst of all of the. Chaos that was happening. Uh, I loved again the origins of Santa and that he has tattoos because he had another life. Because at first I was like, oh my God, Santa has tattoos. Like, what the hell? Like, what? Santa's <laughs> yeah, lived like a those, life? Like-
2: yeah, with what those Norwegian, like, Celtic tattoos or whatever they are. Yeah. They're super cool. Like, warrior tattoos. They're exactly.
0: cool. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Rock's, like, tattoos, like, his Hawaiian sure. heritage stuff. But then it flashes back to him, and then he, like, tells about his backstory. And I was like, oh, okay. Because, like, why is Santa just randomly getting these tattoos? Mm-hmm. But then it makes sense. Um, I, ba-ba-ba-ba... Oh, I love the lighting design in this movie. I loved sure. how there's a lot of darkness and the only light that's illuminating is from either like Christmas lights or a fireplace. Mm-hmm. And there was a really beautiful scene, not beautiful, but beautiful to look at, scene of when towards the end, uh, Scrooge ties up Santa and Santa's like in these really bright lights, and there's like a, their fireplace or in one of the one of the living room den areas. Yeah. And so it's like Scrooge with like his people and then Santa in a chair and the lights. And just that picture alone, I was like, this is gorgeous. Just all how bright the lights were illuminating off of Santa. And then everything else is kind of dark around. Uh, I just thought it was really great lighting choices and design.
2: And and to quote Jamie, does every room have a Christmas tree?
0: Oh, yeah. Has to. <laughs> Literally every single room has a Christmas every tree and a fireplace. Room.
2: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. true, true. And a bar
0: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Which is why Trudy was like, how does he know which chimney to go through? Because there's 80 million of yeah. them in that house. Yeah, truly. Jeez. Uh, I thought that the most shocking kill or gory kill was what Jamie mentioned, the nail in the jaw from the mm. ladder from the Home Alone traps. I literally, mm-hmm. my mouth just opened wide when that happened because yeah. it was I, I actually so covered my eyes when oh, that yeah. was coming
1: because, like, they build, like, it's like a, you know, it's going to happen. For sure. And so, like, yeah. they show it beforehand, and then I was like, oh, no, it's going to happen. Like, no, 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 thank you.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, all of those traps were so fun. And I thought it was, it's always funny hearing Christmas music in the background when all of this gory shit is happening. Yes. And so I thought the soundtrack was also just Wonderful and and beautifully made. Uh, I put Christmas dies tonight. lol lol <laughs> um, I thought Trudy was also like the, the cutest little kid, and I thought that she was like such an incredible actress. Yeah, and, she did mm-hmm. a
2: great job.
0: Yeah, she just like pulls at your little heartstrings, and it's just so exciting just rooting for her and her belief in Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, the I was half and half on the chimney death from uh, Scrooge. It's like, I, I, I know, Brian is like, what the heck?
1: I <laughs> Maybe it. because it
0: came a little too quickly for me, but it was like mm-hmm. they were fighting and then it was done. Maybe I just needed like a little bit more back and forth. I don't know. I don't know what I needed. <coughs> but in that moment, I thought it was a very cool death. I'm not saying it wasn't. I thought it was excellent. But just how we got to it, I, either I missed something or like checked my phone, but it just seemed like it happened no. a little too quickly.
2: I agree with Mm. you. It does happen quick. However, Mm. I think the longer that fight goes on, the more unbelievable it is that Scrooge can defeat this magical being. I I think that is a hard pill to swallow, even if we're to say that Scrooge is the best fighter of all of the bad guys i mm-hmm. think it's hard to which i don't think he is because some of those guys in the basement gave santa a real run for his money yes. um, and uh oh man jamie gasped <coughs> when the star went into his eye
1: Oof. oh yeah the fire um, hilarious
2: oh, uh, and then when he plugs it in it just it's yes. just very clever <laughs> <This is> great, <coughs> it um, good. but I, so so to me, it was totally okay that Santa got near the fireplace and knew exactly what to do because mm. his magic had been restored um, in yeah. some ways. Um, I will say on that death, I don't know. We've watched a lot of horror movies this year or a lot of slasher type movies where like the person we can't wait to die the most gets a very disappointing death. Yes. We've seen that a lot this year. This may be one of the most satisfying like final bad guy deaths in a movie I've seen in a long time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's literally just the fact that his in his all of his limbs are gone and it's just yes. a torso. It's <laughs> like, yeah, this is what you do for someone who literally who who could have murdered children, innocent children, mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah. Yeah. And yes. that like
1: the magic doesn't work for him. Yeah. Like like yeah. Santa's little yeah. like magic nose thing. Like Santa mm-hmm. turns into magic, but like human. Humans do not
2: totally they do it's not. So, I, honestly, just from a clever perspective, <laughs> I thought that was awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Totally. Uh, and then I was shocked when then it's like Santa gets shot, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> oh <laughs> this yeah, <is> a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was that was a uh, pretty crazy. Also, um, one last little tiny gripe, but I get why it happened. But I'm also like on the side of Jamie of the. Parents getting back together, not necessarily the reasoning why. It's just in general that they got back together mm. was just a little bit annoying. But I understand that this movie is in essence like Christmas magic, right? So like right. whatever we believe, you know, the reasoning for them getting back together, if we believe it or not, it's Christmas magic and they get back together. Like it's one of those movies, and it. it I think that the movie balances well having the cheesiness of Christmas movies and magic while also being comedic while also being action packed and, and gory. Mm-hmm. I think that across the board, it was an even spread of all of those things because mm-hmm. you're never thinking too much of like, okay, there Christmas magic is the excuse for everything. Like you're not thinking that, right? You're just, you're still no. in it. And you're also not thinking like it's nothing but action packed and like super gory for no reason. There's no tor- it's not torture porn either. So anyway, all that to say I think it balances all of those elements, uh, all of those uh themes very well in this. Mm-hmm. Uh but I was just still annoyed of like the parents don't have to get back together. So much has happened, just let it be. <laughs> yeah. Let let it let it go. Let it go. Uh <laughs> I do like how everyone for the most part changes in a way that sure. seems true to them and not mm-hmm. Forced, except for the people parents getting back together. But as far as when the people are like, "Yes, I believe, I believe," you know, and then they say it in their own way, like it seems believable to their character. And you're not thinking that, oh, they're just saying this because it has to be this ending for the movie, mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah, and I I agree with Jamie in that the like him he didn't it, it, he didn't have to steal the three hundred million dollars for like to get away. I get why he may think he would need to, but like I agree yeah. with that. Um, and what I like the most about it is that even though that's not something that we all totally agree with, like that doesn't it feels right or it doesn't feel right, whatever the case may be, what I do love is that. Plot wise, the mom gains more respect for him from stealing the money because he's taking what he wants. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. felt true to the family, if that makes sense. So that kind of like allowed me to move forward with that because like he might get what he wants because he was so aggressive about it, you know, and and this scenario actually helped him more than hurt him. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting.
0: No, I agree with that. I think that's a great, that's a great point because that did seem authentic uh, to them as characters and their family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I love this. I thought it was a genius concept. It was very well written, and it was executed very well. Um, it was super gory, and y'all know I love gore, and so I will not say this. Uh, I did not need more. They gave it to me. Mm-hmm. It was really fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that's all my license gripes. Ryan?
2: Yeah, um, I agree with you uh, both on everything that you've said. I really thought that this movie's strength is how it balances all the things, like you said, Nikisha. Um, And I think that opening scene is perfect for this movie because we get introduced to Santa. I like that we start with Santa. We set up that Santa is real. Um, And that he has lost the Christmas spirit. We usually start with the little girl who has lost the Christmas spirit, a little boy. I like that we start with Santa Claus. I like that he's talking to another Santa who still Mm -hmm. believes in it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like that he gets out all of his, like, frustrations with kids these days and stuff like that. And it sets up this movie is going to be hit you over the head thematically. It's not going to be subtle about anything. It's also you also know it's going to be raunchy and funny, but you also know that it's really going to try and be heartfelt in some ways. So like to yeah. me it just like sets it up perfectly. And Nikisha, I agree with you the score of this movie is spectacular. All the Christmas themes that they weave in and out and then all the needle drops during the fight sequences. And quite frankly, these fight sequences in this movie are absolutely spectacular. From the fight scene, the first one where he fights the guy that goes out the window and takes him with him, um, from to the – where he – and there's there's always – the fight scenes are very specific. They're super clever. Like when he when he grabs the the, the nose of the gun and then his hands burn from it, mm. and he has to stick his mm. hands in the milk that he poured into the <laughs> thing earlier in that scene. Like mm-hmm. it was just all very clever. The fight in the game room in the basement was awesome um just and then and then when he throws the darts at him Jamie even said like oh push the darts in and then he started pushing the darts <laughs> yeah. in like it was, and then plugging <laughs> it in like that whole thing which is amazing and then Shout out to when when he gets his ha- when he's talking about like Mrs. Claus and like how he let things fade with Mrs. Claus and then his ring like goes to the hammer in that. I just thought yeah. that was all like really wonderful and like mm-hmm. got you like really pumped. And then that whole sequence of him taking people out one by one in that shed was just like absolutely brutal and spectacular. Yeah. Um, I-, I just thought it was awesome. And you know, some people might think this movie is twenty minutes too long or whatever it is and and i i don't think so because it never loses momentum ever right mm-hmm. we like we only noticed how much time was left because we had to go to the bathroom and we paused <laughs> it like if we hadn't we would have just been along for the ride anyway and i think mm-hmm. each twist each thing like jump springboards you into the next section yes. like yeah. you know um It's
1: not like slowing down where it's like, oh, God, like, why, why now? Totally.
2: (laughs) And even some of the slower sections are still funny. Like, the characters all genuinely work, uh, and and I I appreciated that. And also, movies like this, and correct me if I'm wrong for you all, but movies like this always get bogged down in, like, exposition and, like, well, this is what really happened. They stole the money Mm -hmm. from the government and this. And you're like, oh, my God, I thought this movie is super easy to follow. And they just, like, they just set that up and move on. they know that's mm-hmm. not what the movie is about, um, and I really appreciated that. I thought all the exposition was really well-placed. Um, mm-hmm. And I liked the the. I, – I, we'd have to get more into the details of the magic, as you both mentioned, and I don't think we needed to. Um, I loved the shtick of the naughty list that he would pull open, and every yes. single time like they would be
1: there. He would add some of the yeah. – Yeah, I really mm-hmm. liked that.
2: Um something I like that he it recalled like you know uh Jimmy who wanted this and I I liked yes. all of that. Um I like uh, if you pause it, it also it it says their sins. So like it was mm. like Jimmy, what was it, Jimmy Martinez, or well, that was his name? Um yeah. and it was like kills his best friend. Like it listed all the <laughs> bad things he mm-hmm. did. Um but I really like the Santa rules because it seems like Santa does not bring every kid a present because he only visits the ones who still need him or still believe because at yes. the beginning you see him grabbing the drunk dad's beer and giving the kid something in the crib. Like you mm-hmm. see him go to kids who are in need. And, and to me, the only reason he goes to the, um, the light um, compound is because Trudy still believes. Yeah. Right. So right. I really appreciated kind of of that aspect of it. Like mm-hmm. if he he might not have been there to save the family if Trudy wasn't there and only uh, Bertrude was there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like so oh, Bertrude. I, Bertrude. Oh,
0: Bert. um,
2: some of my gripes and I don't think these are fair but like it's it's a little predictable. Jamie even said it like, you know, mm-hmm. she she more or less guessed some of the stuff that was going to happen even oh, if it was lines, just based on I wrote someone's them in face. Yeah, oh, the lines. Mm -hmm. She was repeating lines before they said it. But, like, you would expect some of those (laughs) things to be said. I've gotten Um, really good
1: at that, so just saying.
2: Yeah, no, she's very good at that. Um, (laughs) um, I don't know if this is a like or a gripe, but a lot of dumb lines immediately followed really good lines and kind of undercut everything, if that makes sense. Mm. So, Mm. like, one of my favorite lines in this movie is, now I know you're an idiot, but don't be an idiot. but don't be an idiot out loud. Yeah, mm-hmm. immediately followed by oh no, that bag was full of kids dreams. <laughs> like
1: <coughs> <laughs> Yeah, agreed. That back to back really the second line made me cringe hard. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but it, but but I also think that that is the balance of the movie. You have the right, dumb magical sure. stuff and you have like some shit that's really clever. Kids um, dreams. Kid, oh no, kids dreams. Um, but I really, <laughs> I, <got it. laughs> I really liked it. I love this movie. Um, I think that it's subjective. It's If it's horror or if it's action, but it's probably, it's probably just a high concept, a, a gory action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I agree with Jamie that like, it's all subjective. If you find a lot of this horrifying, then it's a horror movie to you. But I think, yeah. I, I agree. I think it skews more action. Um, like Jamie said with their needle analogy, um, I definitely mm-hmm. think it skews more more uh, action, but i 'm super happy we covered it for this podcast because it was really good. i think we i think we yes. we 've earned a really good like gory movie for the past like, couple of months
0: absolutely, if anything, just for the gore you know
2: yeah, yeah, totally. I mean this yeah. is gorier than a lot of horror movies that we watched this year that probably should exactly. have been gorier yeah.
0: exactly, I agree, one thousand percent also um to your point, Brian, about like the rules and stuff, I I just want to add to that and say that I it was nice that Santa also was like, I don't know how things work. I don't know yeah. what the rules are. Yeah. It's just yeah. magic. Mm-hmm. And so that gets you to like buy into it more too because he's also just like – this is just how it happens. It's like, I have a bag and like, I don't know how it works, but like, here's the present and there's the name and I know where to go. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know,
2: I always feel like Santa is defending the magic or explaining it in movies. Like, you know, it's like, well, this, that, and the other thing, it's because kids believe in this. And he's like, I don't know how it works. The Mm -hmm. only thing I know is if kids believe in me, he doesn't even say it outright, but he always says like, if kids believe in me, then like my magic works (laughs) or whatnot. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: love it will anyone else have anything to add about that any favorite quotes
2: oh I mean my favorite quote is now I know you're an idiot but don't be an idiot out loud I Mm -hmm. really liked that
0: that was a good
1: one
2: yeah
0: yeah oh and then the line uh, again about Die Hard because he's like who who asked for Die Hard on (laughs) 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 Mm Blu-ray so good Jamie you have a quote no, I
1: think it was the idiot one. That one really, really yeah. got me. I think oh, Jamie even
2: said in. out loud, "Like, oh, that was good."
1: Yeah, yes. that was a good line.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I wrote it down promptly. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> got to. I would love in. to say that to somebody in like the perfect moment when they say something really stupid.
2: <laughs> yeah, just keep that. Uh, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I would put money on it being me. Uh, oh no!
1: Oh my no. god! I would never, ever call you an idiot ever. No. That's the,
2: that's sweet. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Brian's like, yeah, okay, um, I'll, I'll try to believe you. No,
2: I was just making a joke. <laughs> I, we don't, we don't have the relationship where I, I that would happen. For I also, sure. Yeah. I, 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 I think that, uh, I like, I, I, I saw, a, this is such a tangent, but I just want to bring it up. I saw a thing on online that was like, what's one thing that you like that millennials are have brought back? And one of the things that they mentioned were, like, loving your spouse and liking your spouse. I feel like (laughs) like, this, like, Gen X, uh, Gen, you know, a boomer generation or whatnot, like, really bought into this idea of, like, you know, like, um, life's, what is it, uh, life's a bitch and then you marry one like that kind of sentiment like yes i oh, hate like those that. cake
1: toppers of like dragging people yes. to the altar yeah i hate, those. I hate that
2: like i cool. love that i love my wife and that she loves me and i don't have to like go and hang out with my friends and be like oh you ball and chain like like i don't <laughs> yeah. do that like i, I don't like I, I genuinely <laughs> feel like we're equals and i really enjoy like growing up together and learning each other's like quirks and stuff like that. And I'm not a person who's like, my wife thinks I'm an idiot. Like, except for if <laughs> right. I'm looking for a spice in the spice rack and I can't find it. But like, <laughs> I
1: still don't think you're an idiot. You no. just can't see.
2: <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. I, I that, that, that definitely, this is such a tangent, but that definitely like resonates with me a lot. I mean, maybe because yes. it's the holidays and like it's the end of the year and you're thinking back to like what you appreciate the motions most and stuff like that.
1: Christmas magic.
2: And, like Christmas magic. But it's definitely my wife, and it's definitely the fact that, like, we have a real relationship where I'm not, where I don't have to be with my buddies playing poker being like, I got to go home or I'll get in trouble. You know what yeah, I mean? Like absolutely. I'm going home because like, I want to go home and spend time with her. But if I stayed longer, she wouldn't be like, where were you? I was all alone. It's like, no, like we set <laughs> expectations. It's not like you have no hobbies and you're just like sitting on the couch waiting for me. Like, for no, sure. you're like, you're killing people in Fortnite or something. And that's super cool. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I will say, peep, 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 oh, yes, <laughs> I mean, that's, it is very inspiring because you, you guys definitely resonate that kind of relationship, but from the collective of people who are unmarried, it's, I, a collective throw up is in the mix of how cute you guys are in the midst of, of that. <laughs> Just a, it's yeah, so like cute. Santa it at the beginning of this movie. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yes. God. But oh. I agree. <laughs>
2: I do have one other thing I want to mention. I thought that the throw up prop was excellent.
1: Ugh, I yes.
2: hate throw up. The I, I like with the little chunks in it, and like I, I love, thought it was. Stop e-
1: talking about it.
2: it was, yeah, especially on that rooftop. I thought it was uh, like really well done.
1: Throw up is a trigger for me. I should have. Oh. I should have done the trigger warning for. Obama. True. Uh, yeah.
2: One last question before we move into our next segment. Um, Jamie had mentioned it while we were watching it, and it didn't distract me, but she did bring it up. Were you at all distracted? Because were you at all distracted by the clear CGI blood squirting out of people? Mm. Um, Sometimes it was not I wasn't distracted.
1: I just noticed it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I'm trying to think about another time where I like really blatantly saw it. And like, this was just very obvious, but it didn't, it didn't make me like not want to continue watching. It was just Mm. like. Very over the top, like just like there was just so much of it in every mm-hmm. single kill. You saw like the squirt out, the squirt out, the squirt out, and it was like clearly not real,
0: sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I definitely noticed it the most when Santa was like killing all of those people in that little outside barn thing when he gets the mm-hmm. hammer, uh, from the little warehouse or whatever the tool house, whatever. Oh, that's uh, and when he's killing everyone one by one, it, it was just like a lot of, and that felt like a lot. But then it just reminded me of Quentin Tarantino movies. And I was like, okay, I'm fine. It's
2: that's interesting because I noticed it more when, um, when the, the bad guys were killing all the security officers the first time through the house because it was so brightly lit. Whereas all the dimly lit stuff in the shed it, I knew it was fake, but it didn't register to me because, and we've talked about this before, CGI in that dimly lit space works so much better for me than like in this brightly lit foyer where like, it's clear that like the squirts are CGI again, didn't pull me out, but like, I, I'm not, I know.
0: Yeah. I get that. I also watched this movie like in the span of two days. So I'm probably just remembering what I just recently saw, which was that scene towards the end. And I was like, yeah, this is heavy on the blood CGI. (laughs) Cool. Are we ready to go into our next section?
2: Yes, please.
0: All right. Let's get into mm, brains. Mm, Tasty. (laughs) (sighs) All right. My first question uh, stems from a quote, I think, that uh, John Scrooge says to the Krampus character when they're using the nutcrackers to uh, (laughs) use on the sun, which was really Mm -hmm.
2: uh,
0: a lot. Yeah, very Um, much. And John says, oh, sociopaths, always up for trying new things because Krampus was like – yeah, I'll squish his balls with this <laughs> nutcracker. So my question to you is, do you think that that is an accurate, uh, characteristic of a sociopath up for like trying? Mm. Things? <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a Billy or Stew question that's going to come up, but yes, yes, yes. yeah, I mean, I think that there's like, I, I think, you know, in the very like basic differentiation that like the sociopath is is a little bit less planned, a little bit more impulsive. Mm. And so like I think that's kind of where they're going with this quote, so I'll I'll give it a pass.
0: All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Doing something right. That's another check <laughs> for uh, this movie in our box mm-hmm. of of good goody goods. Check. Okay. So get? speaking of Billy or Stu, can we Billy or Stu Scrooge? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Mr. Scrooge.
1: Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Ah, it's a scream, baby. Billy or still? <laughs> I definitely think he is a Billy. Like he yeah. planned, mm-hmm. he orchestrated this whole thing out like to the T again as he says like he knows everything. He knows about like the secret money. He knows about the vault. He knows about the SWAT team. Like he has, he knows everything. So everything is like, going according to plan with the exception of Santa Claus, A, being
0: real, and B, being there. Right. Exactly. Totally agree with that. Just a mastermind plan. Okay. My next question, uh, mastermind, is about children and Santa. So do you think telling kids about Santa or the Easter bunny or any of those things that aren't real damages a part of their hope or imagination or sense of play being as eventually they're going to find out that it's not real later on in life. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah. Hmm. That's really hard. Cause like, <clears throat> you know, I think that there's something to wanting to be like honest with your children and like build trust with each other and not want them to be like hurt by, by something that they believe, uh, you know, not being what they thought it was. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think like, I think framing is important because I think there's a difference between, you know, this, between like truly being told like, Santa's not real, dummy. Like, you know, like obviously it was like intentional to hurt her and, and like hurt the family. Um, which I feel like is often like, but like (laughs) when you hear about kids who learn inadvertently that Santa's not real or like the Easter bunny's not real or something like that, um, Mm. that like there's no control over the situation or how they're learning this information. And like you hear they like run home and they're like, mommy, they say Santa's not real. And it's like, you know, kind of dealing with that situation. Um, but yeah, it's like, I think also there's again, like this belief and and uh not like imagination, but just the the creativity and like there's just yeah. so like to magic like thinking about magic and like magic being real, right. um it's also just like letting kids be kids versus kind of holding, like, facts up against their belief system to be like, no, you can only believe, like, these objective pieces of information. Like For sure. I, I think that, you know, kids are, are allowed to just, like, believe fun, exciting, magical, creative things, hopefully for as long as possible um, until the real world comes and destroys
0: them. But, like <laughs> – Do you think if y'all had kids, would you tell them about Santa or like let them find out through like school or something and then be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Santa, Santa. This is interesting.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But before we get into that, all I know is that if we were to tell a potential future kid that Santa is not real, it would not be in a scenario where uh, testicles were (laughs) about to be put into a nutcracker's mouth. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is true. Got it. That is very true. Yes. Cuz so I'm trying to think because I I am Jewish and yes. my immediate family celebrated Hanukkah. However, my entire extended family is Catholic and we would go oh. to any number of my cousins' houses for Christmas to celebrate Christmas with them. So I celebrated like not the religious element but just like the family getting together element on mm-hmm. Christmas, like, my entire childhood. And I'm trying to remember, like, I, I think that I knew that Santa wasn't real. But I don't remember ever having a conversation with my parents about Santa. And there mm-hmm. was no, like, you know, like, I went to, like, the preschool I went to was, like, a Jewish preschool. So, like, I'm trying to think about where I would have, like, learned that Santa isn't real. To be totally honest, I probably saw it in a movie Like making – like poking fun at this exact thing of like a kid learning that Santa isn't real and like being devastated by it. And I Mm -hmm. think I just like collected that information because I had cousins who had kids that were younger than me. I'm like – I'm the youngest of my first cousins. So most of them already had kids when I was a kid. And – And so like, they all believed in Santa. And I think I just like, I was not going to be the one to crush people's dreams. Like that seemed mean. And like, it was not my place to, to do that. So like, I think I knew that he wasn't real. And I think I just like, let them believe what they wanted to believe and did not interfere.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I yeah. have no no core memory of, like, learning Santa's not real because I didn't grow up with Christmas, and I didn't care. Like, yeah. I, I didn't get presents from Santa, so, like, it didn't matter to me. I enjoy mm-hmm. Christmas movies, and I think I agree with Jamie. Like, I never had, like, a conversation with my mom that I remember, or dad being like, yeah, Santa's not real. Parents just, like, do it for them. Or, like, that's not something that I remember. I probably saw it in a movie, too, but, like, I have – it didn't matter to me, so I didn't care, but right. I also wasn't the little duty head. It was like, hey, hey Santa's not real. Like I, That was not <clears throat> what I, who I was or still to this day. Um, I don't like people spoiling stuff for me, so I wasn't going to do it to them. Um, for sure. But, yeah, that's that's an interesting question because I don't care. You, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that, really? I mean, that yeah. makes sense. I think,
1: I think more about, like, if we had a kid and they also knew that Santa wasn't real – but they encountered other children that believed in Santa. I hope that our kid would not be the the head to be like, Santa's not yeah. really a dumbass. Yes. That's, like, that's, that freaks that's me out dream. where I'm like, please Got don't it. be, just don't be a jerk.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the dream. The dream is to, I don't care if they know or not, the dream is to not ruin it for other people.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, I don't, yes, w- I don't that, want them to get that high mean.
2: of like ruining something for someone. And then all of a sudden, this person. Your, chi- like, your child is a loves ruiner. spoiling things. Yeah. Like this. this I, I'm going to raise lives. a kid who goes on Wikipedia and said t- over I breakfast, like, like hey, dad, did you see the new movie this weekend? Did you know that, <laughs> you know, Snape kills Dumbledore? And I'll be
0: like, no, I've, right. ra- I've raised a Damien. <laughs> wow. Or you could be like my church who just yells from the pulpit, and you know, kids, Santa isn't real. It's about Jesus. That's not how you learned. That's not how I learned, but I have been in church services with children, and that has been said before.
2: That's crazy.
0: And I grew up believing Santa. Uh, I came from a very uh, religious, churchy household, but my parents still, like, let me participate in Halloween when I was little and, like, dress up as a witch, and they still had presents I, that said, from I, Santa, or from elves.
2: <laughs> I, I imagine your parents, like, listen, we are a Christian household, and you can celebrate Christ- ha- Halloween, but you need to dress up as Santa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you never see any kids dress up as Santa for for Halloween. What the hell's up
0: with that? (laughs) I want to see that. That's hilarious. That's crazy. Yes. It's it's so easy to get a Santa
2: costume. How are kids not dressing up as Santa for Halloween? That is Wild to me. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's we such need to a make that good happen. costume. Oh it's such god. a good costume. That's so such a good funny. costume. Yes. You go as Santa to a Halloween party, but then you could dress <laughs> it up or dress it down. You can be like Hawaiian shirt Santa, or you can be like Violent Night Santa. You know, Violent night Santa. I know, <laughs> yes. or or you could be like you could dress up as Santa in the off season. Like there are so many versions. It's like Corporate it's like Santa?
1: Lo- yeah, it's like Loki oh my variants. god. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Wow. I think we just broke or cracked uh, yes. Halloween for the next couple of years.
0: I think that's if we if people are around with Santa outfits on Halloween, we need to trademark we are that. influencers. Shit. We influence. Yes. We influence oh my the gosh. masses.
2: That <clears throat> also, is
0: great, Brian.
2: <laughs> and just as a just as a footnote to this, fuck SantaCon.
1: I, the, oh, I just never needed excited. to <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> I just
2: I just needed to dressing up as Santa is fun for Halloween but like fuck SantaCon even yeah. though it's in December I understand that anyway back to <laughs> brains. <laughs>
0: that was such a great tangent that was we all great. went on I'm very happy mm-hmm. that happened <laughs> okay uh, my next question Jamie for you is the life and death situations and I mentioned this in my likes and gripes of like Not liking the fact that the couple gets back together, mostly just because it's like life or death, we survive, we're together. But I wanna ask you do you feel like those situations, life or death situations, are the most influential way that people make decisions for themselves instead of, you know, like living life people pleasing or making decisions for other people, but it's like, oh, I'm about to die, I'm gonna do what I wanna do type thing? Like, do you feel Mm -hmm. like that's the most influential way that people get to that point uh, in their lives?
1: Um, I mean, I think that, like, there are moments in, like, trauma that can definitely – like, in traumatic experiences that can, like, influence how people might react. I also mm-hmm. think that there's something to, like, multiple people sharing a traumatic experience and how that impacts a relationship. Oh, um, yes. So, like, <clears throat> you know, I know I complained earlier about the son and his wife getting back together – as a result of, like, experiencing all of this. But – and I think that that's silly. But, like, you know, I, I don't think that it's impossible for, like, two people who, who like, share a really traumatic experience for that to bring them closer together. Um, mm, yeah. But in terms of decision-making, I guess, like, it really depends on the context, like, what kind of okay. decisions they're they're making. Like, I don't know if it's, like, impacting – I mean, it could impact long-term decisions and short-term decisions – you know, as short-term as, like, in that moment or, like, following that moment. But yeah. um, I don't know – I don't know how, like, conscious someone's, like, oh, because this happened, I'm going to do now, this. Now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> or live my so life in this
0: way that's completely yeah. different because
1: – Yeah. I mean, possibly – like, again, like, I think that trauma does, like, wild things to our brain. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. you could have lived your life in this particular way and then be, like, oh, after that happened, like, I am never going to do X, Y, Z things ever again. Yeah, that's true. Because you, like, it, it just, like, trauma as a response, we, like, avoid certain things. So, like, that would also make sense.
0: Yeah, I get that. Because trauma, yeah. again, like you said, that's great. Trauma will make you do crazy things to, to your mm-hmm. brain. So you just, like, never know how it's, you're going to react to certain things that happen to yeah. you. Great. And then my last question uh is so Christmassy, cheesy, but do you think hope is something that once is lost can't be had again or hard to have again and i just think about like Scrooge and when he was telling his life story of like him not getting what he wanted and that he lost like hope in Santa and Continued on in that trajectory, like until he his untimely chimney death. <laughs> <His> uh, <laughs> untimely chimney chimney death, death. but yeah. Uh, how do you how do you feel about about mm, hope and lost? Yeah, hope?
1: I think that what if I was like, yeah, hope can never be regained, and never Damn. You know, just life is sad. Um, no, <laughs> I think hope can be regained, um, but I think um, I think it takes a lot of support. Um, Mm. and a lot of work. Uh, I think that, I also think that hope is connected to, um, resilience and Mm. like our resilience to endure, um, influences whether or not we feel hopeful or hopeless. Um, Mm -hmm. but like, I think that that can really ebb and flow. Like the, the feeling of feeling hopeful or hopeless can really like ebb and flow Um, I think connecting yourself to people, um, reconnecting with things that you enjoy, um, you know, like sleeping, taking care of yourself, like all of those things I think definitely impact, you know, the likelihood of you feeling hopeful again, Um, which like might sound silly and like basic things, but like I think we really underestimate the value of those things.
0: um, Absolutely. And it's not a laugh because… Well, I laughed because you said things that you enjoy and you said sleep. And I was like, absolutely, Jamie. That's number one <laughs> on my list. Yeah. I mm-hmm. sleep all the damn time. Sleep is the, the best thing. Sleep the is most thing such I enjoy. A, a huge
1: influence on our mental health. Like, it, like a top, I would say top five, maybe even top three influence on our mental health. And like if we're not well rested, like we're going to feel like shit in all of the ways. But definitely absolutely. our mental health. Yeah. Yeah. I love As that. As
2: someone who falls asleep anywhere and everywhere, I could say, uh, <laughs> definitely feel better. Truly, than truly a
1: magic skill. Like, that's, that's the Christmas magic. That's the Christmas magic. Is Brian's ability to fall asleep anywhere, including a, a subway train. Yeah. Um, Give me some of that. I need that magic.
2: <laughs> we This weekend when we were in New Hope, like, we were all – we had, like, maybe – we were all very tired because we had had drinks the night before um and we got and, and that next morning we're all a little hungover and then like we were still waiting to go out maybe we had like what 40 minutes till we left or something like that <laughs> i literally sat on the couch popped a pillow next to me and took like a 20 30 minute nap and then was like no, ready you to like go yeah took like a 45
1: minute nap <laughs> i was just
2: like i was just like i was i can do it on a on a dime
1: yeah a and then you nap. like wake up and you're totally fine that is not me yeah. I, if i take a nap I am devastated. It has completely ruined the rest of my day and I am done. So like
0: I just have to power through when I'm a sleepy person. Do you it's can you just not take uh short naps? Like if you nap it has to be like two, three hour nap, or is that no, my depression I mean, showing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I would love to take a short nap, um, but here's where my anxiety is showing. When I'm yeah. like, okay, time to take a nap. Let me set an alarm. My brain is like, hey, Jamie, you only have 43 more minutes and 15 seconds for your nap yes. to happen or else, uh, or else, yeah, so you better fall asleep now. And my brain just won't shut the fuck up. And it's like, ah, I can't stop making it work, which is why I have sleep problems. <laughs>
2: My brain sometimes is like, well, I mean, you could be watching a movie, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brian's falling asleep in the middle of having a conversation with me. Like, not just me talking to him, but him talking to me. He's falling asleep yeah. mid-speaking yeah. a sentence.
2: And then, you know when you're in that, you're in between limbo where you're like, you're like half himself. asleep. I scare myself all yes. the time, but the time. you like that limbo. Sometimes I'll start to dream things and then I'll respond to the conversation completely different. So Jimmy like, well, what are we having for dinner tomorrow? We have to like prep it or whatnot. And then I'll be like, you know, I agree. The stars are just like really out there. And I think that, and she's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, "Uh,", uh and then I'll, tr- I'll wake up and I'll try to be like, what the fuck were we just talking about? What the fuck were we just talking about? And then, and, the, and then it'll be like, she's like, you know, I just, you go to sleep. I will talk about this tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I am obsessed with this. I also have witnessed you, you sleeping, taking a nap when I came over with my friend Brandon and we did, we were going to your friend's birth, uh, sorry, Halloween party. Yeah. Um, mm. After we came from the haunted house, and you definitely just fell, got on the couch, and then just passed out. <laughs> yeah. It is truly,
1: that is Brian's Santa magic is his ability to just fall asleep like that. It's,
0: yeah. I, it couldn't, could not be me. I, I get wish. That. On yeah. a time I my brain works like that too Jamie but if it's if I have the whole day and I don't have any, any, anything to do and I can I'll I'll be able to take a nap because I'm not thinking like sure. oh in 2 hours yeah. I have to go do this. Oh it's you know? not even
1: I don't even set the timer because I have to do something. I set the timer because I can't take a long nap because that will mess me up way ah. worse mm-hmm. for the, like I don't bounce back from a nap. I wake up and it's like uh, like, who, who am I? What year is it? Like, I've traveled <laughs> through time. And, like, I just have no concept of, like, what the world is. So, Got like, it. it has to be – I think I have to take, like, an hour under. But then it feels like the pressure is on. And so it's yes. like, okay, well, I'll, all hope is lost. I'm done for. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Your
0: hope and sleep and naps are, are completely lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: but when when I hear the word hope, I only think of the Shawshank quote. I've
0: not seen I that hear, movie. What's the quote? I, haven't, I haven't seen that movie. You, you both
2: haven't seen
1: Shawshank.
2: <laughs> that's wild. It's always on TV. Oops. Um, we don't even
1: have cable.
2: I know. Well, when I was growing up, it was on. Anyway, uh, yeah, I hear Morgan Freeman in my head just being like, "Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies, or something like that."
0: Oh, that's a great one. movie.
2: Cool, we we got to get you watching that.
0: I, I only know. No, go ahead.
2: No, you only know what?
0: Oh, it's just that Bos Burgers makes a joke of Shawshank. Mm. And the because the kids are in detention, and so the teacher running it was like, yeah, I'll be like that security guard on Shawshank. I won't let anybody get in. And then the, the guy was like, have you watched Shawshank? And I was like, I wish I could get this joke, but I'm sure yeah. it's funny.
2: Yeah, I wonder. I'm sure that both of you have heard like, oh, you've never seen Shawshank? Like a million times. Yeah. Um, and I, from I, you. I From me. So, I wonder if I wonder how it would hold up if you know that people love it and like there's hype around it, if it holds Mm. up versus like, I don't know. I I don't, if, if you, if people weren't like, oh, you ever seen Charles Shank to you like a million times? Where are all these people
1: from who are asking?
2: I don't know. They're from, they're from my
0: hometown. They're They're from
2: from, (laughs) Alabama. I guess (laughs) not my intention, but, uh, um, yeah. All right, great.
0: Okay, fantastic. Should we Rotten Tomatoes? I love yeah. these tangents, though. This is Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> we should we should probably
2: get down into the Rotten, uh, rotten tomo- Tomatoes. And- yes. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. <laughs> All right. What do you think Violet Knight has on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: 91. Oh, wow. 83.
2: All oh, right, Violent Night has a seventy-three percent. What? <clears throat> but the audience score is eighty-eight. Okay. Which okay? So here's the critics' consensus: Violent Night isn't as wildly entertaining as its concept might suggest, but for those seeking harder-edged holiday fare, it may be a ho-ho whole, whole, whole lot of fun. <laughs> I I think that this is just as entertaining as its concept. I do yeah. too. Yeah. I don't agree with them. <laughs> uh, the audience says, It could have taken its cool concept even further, but Violent Night is still a fun, gory, good time, and David Harbour is terrific as a Santa you won't want to mess with. Yeah. I-, I think the description of a cool concept could have gone further is 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 totally understandable this almost i think it's really good but it almost feels like the first purge movie where like it's a very like small (laughs) narrative in this like bigger world that you've kind of set up and Mm -hmm. kind of to your point i forget who said it i would watch a prequel or more more about like this santa or a sequel to this one because he even mentions like there are elves of the north pole he and mrs claus had a falling out like we want to know how we potentially became Santa. Like, you know, maybe Santa was his redemption for all the bad that he had done. And then he, he, right. he like, I think all that is interesting enough with David Harbour. But like, I think this movie gets, knocks it out of the park for what it's trying to do.
0: Same. I agree. Um, I agree.
2: So what do you think this has uh, out of five on Letterboxd?
0: Um, 3.4. Uh, I'm gonna say
2: 3.2. 3.1.
0: Ooh, and I almost said 3.1. <laughs> yeah, people.
2: Uh, this is people really like this one. Some of the reviews are uh, <clears throat> really uh, good on this one. Um, nice, <clears throat> but uh, great. Um, so, should we do uh, the four S's?
0: Yeah. suggestions.
2: All right. For the four S's, we, of course, have Skulls, Scares, Shakes, and Suggestions. Uh, We are going to break down how this movie handles mental health and human behavior through Skulls. Um, How scary was it for scares? And then uh, Shakes, how – was this a one and done? Are you going to shake this off? I think also Shakes, let's – this time, let's talk about it. It's like, will this become – where does this fit on your like holiday staples list now? Like, would you watch this every year? Is this like a, maybe if I'm in the mood for it type of thing. Um, um, those are all one through 10, 10 being the best. And then we'll do suggestions after that. But Jamie, let's start with you. Um, let's go with skulls, scares and shakes.
1: Sure. So for skulls, I put a six. Um, I thought that like, you know, there, obviously things are exaggerated, but I thought people were mostly peopling in this. I thought that, like, you know, Trudy running away felt very, like, juvenile and, like, you know, a kid trying to, like, escape a bad situation. So, like, that didn't really bother me that she, like, got away from her parents. Um, you know, again, like, d- kind of bothered by, like, the steal- the bre- the son stealing the $300 million. Hmm. Um but i also think that like just the way that the all of the 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 bad guys were like operating and acting is just like you know follow directions see a threat kill the threat like that all kind of felt mm-hmm. believable at least you know my understanding of an action movie um <laughs> for scares i gave it a 3 like for all the gore and and violence and stuff um i wasn't too like grossed out with the exception of like the nail on the ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only one that I was like, I can't look at this. Um, but definitely like reacted to a lot of the other ones. Um, sure. and for shakes, <clears> I'm giving this a five. I thought that it was like a pretty solid entry into like the holiday horror canon. Um, mm-hmm. and um, and it really worked, it really worked for me,
2: Nikisha.
0: Yeah. Skulls, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I thought the people were peopling, especially the family dynamics around the holidays. Like that all made sense to me. Uh, for scares, I gave it a three, not because it was scary, but because of the unexpected gore uh, that was in this. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that much <laughs> gore. So three for scares. And then shakes, I'm going to give it an eight. Uh Mostly because I had no expectation for this and it was just – I had the best time, especially like I said from the beginning, uh, not knowing that he was playing a real Santa Claus. Like that just (laughs) got me in it, you know, and it was wonderful. So uh, I definitely would add it to my Christmas movie uh, watches. Like I would definitely rewatch this again multiple times.
2: Um, I agree with with you both uh, for the reasons on Skulls. I gave it a six. Um, I gave scares a two. Um. <clears throat> because of that's the gore, but it's not even the nail didn't bother me. It's the knee shots that bothered me during this uh, leg injuries yeah. are not for me. Um, and then I also gave it an eight Nikisha. This is my second, you know, holiday season watching it. And you know, it, it's a really fun movie that has the same sentiment as a lot of the non gory, you know, Christmas movies I watch. Yes. And <laughs> it like really breaks up the home alones and the love actuallys and the holidays with something that has a similar message but um you know tells it in a very uh different bloody way um so yeah. i really really dig it um and then my suggestion is um i'm just gonna go with what i mentioned before there's something in the barn mm. uh i just it's not as good as this it's not as good as this i want to say that again like if you watch it it's not as good as this but and and the acting isn't as good and 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 but it's weird it's just like super crazy and weird um and it's what's on my mind right now so i'm gonna go with that Great.
0: Uh, Brian, you already mentioned mine earlier. Just Home Invasion movies, your next. Oh, mm. sure. Yeah.
2: This did have some of your next vibes to it for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Jamie? Jamie? Um, I went with Black Christmas. Oh, That's a classic, great. classic. Yeah. Classic <laughs> Christmas slasher.
0: Perfect. Love, love Black Christmas. And that it was um on Instagram, like horror movies, horror Christmas movies for each sign, and Black Christmas was for cancers. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, genius. <laughs> mm-hmm. We love a slasher. All right. Well, that wraps up our episode of Violent Night. You can follow us on all the social medias TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at Talk Horror Pod, P O D, and also on uh, YouTube. Brian, where can they listen to us? Sure, you can
2: listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. So that could be, let's see, Spotify. That could be right here on YouTube. Hi, YouTube, hey. uh, and of course, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And
0: thank you. Thank you. Woo. Do you want to sign oh, off no.
2: with your quote? Oh. That bag was full of kids' dreams. <laughs>
0: Score. Excellent way to end. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Excellent delivery.
2: Merry Christmas, everybody. And save your Santa costumes for Halloween next year. (laughs) 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 Oh, you know what's another good one? If you went as a group, you went as an ugly sweater party for Halloween. Yep. I like
0: Like that idea, too. That's Right. (laughs) I like that idea. Like,
2: make it festive. Night Before Christmas is great. Why not incorporate that same concept into your Halloween costume?
0: Yes. <laughs> if you're going to watch Nightmare Before Christmas on Halloween and Christmas, then absolutely dress up. Yes. For Halloween. If as you could dress
2: up things. as Krampus or something like that for, for Halloween, sure. then
0: dress up as Santa Claus for, for, for Halloween. I like this idea. We need to trademark it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.